You are listening to the Sunnybrook Unscripted Podcast, where we talk real life, answer hard questions, and take a deeper practical look at the topics we talk about on a Sunday morning. To learn more about Sunnybrook Church, including our Sunday gathering times and opportunities throughout the week, visit us online at sunnybrookchurch.org. Today, we are talking with Pastor Jeff Mose. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Sunnybrook Unscripted Podcast. We are here again with Pastor Jeff answering some questions uh, that dive a little bit deeper into his topics on Sunday morning. And today we are covering the topic of community, which he preached about on Sunday morning. Community being a small group or anything like that that you kind of surround yourself with in your own life. So let's jump in. Let's do it. I know. PJ, that you are in a small group of your own. So if anyone's wondering, does he actually do what he tells all of us to do? He is in a small group, which I've always found a little funny that it's got to be bizarre to be in a small group with the pastor, like yeah. asking you questions about your own sermon. Yeah, I actually don't think anybody really wants me in their small group. I just kind <laughs> of force my way into a yeah. group. But uh, I, I found a group that really has accepted me and let me be myself. So I'm yeah. thankful for that. Yep. Yeah. That's awesome. I know your group. They're a good group of people for putting up with you every time. Uh, So if someone is looking to maybe be in a small group, they've never been in a small group before, maybe they've tried one and it was awkward and not a good fit. How do you kind of find your people? You just said you found your group. How do you find your group of people? Uh, I actually think it's a trial and error thing. I do. I I, I think you've got to be comfortable and okay with that. Uh, it's one of the reasons, even as we walk through this series together, we said, listen, there's a starting date and an ending date to say to people, listen, this is not going to go on forever. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's one of the things that we have to offer because um, actually getting into people's house mm-hmm. with about 12 people and being real intimate is a very intimidating thing. Listen, yeah. it's intimidating for me and I'm mm-hmm. a pastor. So I can imagine how intimidating it is for people. So I think sometimes you're going to gel and go, hey, this is my group. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you got to be okay. And people got to be okay with you going, yeah. love you guys, had a great time with you, but this is just not my group. And I, I really believe God desires for us to have community. Mm-hmm. So as we pray about that and seek that, I I really believe there's going to be a match there, Mm -hmm. Uh, but it is a little bit like dating. (laughs) Uh, You go, this small group worked, this small group didn't, and and that's okay. Uh, I I just think it's important that you keep on trying. Uh, I think often people will just kind of give up and go, well, that didn't work for me. Well, maybe that group didn't work, but I I, I still believe there's one that that God desires you to be a part of. And you're right, just the community is so important and designed by God. One of my professors hit on it that, you know, as soon as God created Adam, he said, it's not good for man to be alone. I mean, Adam, who had this perfect relationship with God, could not have had more community with God, and God still felt like it wasn't good for him to be alone, to not have community. Yeah, and I think that's kind of the American way, is this rugged individualism, and we always think we can just kind of do it on our own, which is really a lie from the evil one. We need each other. We need each other to pray. We need each other to hold us Mm -hmm. accountable. We need each other to kind of spur us on. There's a whole lot of one another statements in scripture that really can only be lived out in the context of community. So yep. I think it's critical. Yep. And I think you're right. Having an, having an end date, our small group at summer every time kind of gives everybody yep. a free out. I sent out a message of, hey, if you want out, if it doesn't work this year, no worries. But I think people are fearful of a never ending. Right. I think it's a good idea to have an ending day yeah. and, and, and then allow yep. without any guilt or intimidation people yep. to exit and to go, uh, I'm going to keep mm-hmm. looking. 
So what about people who have maybe tried out a small group and felt like they've been burnt by the community? Maybe they shared something personal and it got out to other people or people didn't respond in the way they thought they were going to respond. It's hard to build that trust again yes. once you've kind of been burnt. What would you suggest someone in that situation? Yeah, I would say a couple of things come to mind when you say that. Number one, I wouldn't attribute that to God or church or community. You know, people often say, well, listen, I got burnt by a church or I got burnt by a small group and I want to have nothing to do with God. Mm -hmm. Again, recognize uh, the difficulty is people. The difficulty is not God. Yeah. So let's not project that onto God. He's mm -hmm. a perfect God. Um, but I recognize in a Christian community, we expect it to be different. Mm -hmm. we, we expect mm -hmm. people to treat each other right. We expect yep. people not to gossip about one another. We expect people to love us. So I, I get there's a higher standard than what we have in the world because we often have the same thing in the world. The yeah. problem is we just think when it happens in community or happens in the church. I, I would just say, first of all, don't project that on God. But secondly, I'd say this, and this is just kind of Matthew 18. This is offenses in life. I, I would say if, if that's happened in the context of a small group, if it's happened with a particular person, I always think it's best to do in a smaller context mm -hmm. if you can. So if it's one particular person, I would go to them. Yeah. And again, I would always check my attitude, my own sin, recognizing I'm a sinner. But then step number one is I'm just going to go confront my brother or my sister and say, listen, when you said that or when you did that, mm -hmm. Uh, here's how I was wounded. Here's how I interpret it. Maybe there's a good explanation. I do think often in that moment, though, things can be resolved and forgiveness can take place and restoration can happen. Uh, I think if you need to embolden that, step number two, you take somebody along with you who maybe witness the same thing. I, I just think we have to work through conflict. Mm -hmm. Conflict is a part of life. Anytime you gather together with other individuals, there's going to be. If you're married, you know conflict takes mm -hmm. place. So in anytime we put people together in community, there's going to be conflict. And you're going to have to learn how to resolve conflict. Mm -hmm. I like that. So as you look at building kind of a faith community and building a tight-knit circle of people who believe what you believe and kind of spur you on in your faith, is there a balance? I mean, you don't ever want to become this holy huddle of people that everybody believes the same thing and we're moving on. And that what's the balance yeah. of can you have community outside of the church and what what is what should that look yeah, like? Yeah, sure you can. Um, and again, it's part of the reason we did this Contagious Christianity series is to say... Um, Listen, we want you to move outside of your holy huddle. Mm -hmm. I think there's a need for a holy huddle. Mm -hmm. I even get the idea of saying, listen, our small group's going to stay together for X amount of years. I yep. do think there comes a point in time you ought to birth, you ought to mm -hmm. not necessarily break up your group, but at least take half of the group and bring some new people mm -hmm. and the other half bring some. I just think it's going to bring fresh life into it. But I get the idea that when there's some intimacy involved, some sharing involved, mm -hmm. some personal stuff involved, yep. maybe you want to stay together for a mm -hmm. while. Um, but I really believe the ultimate goal, and we used to have this in our small group where we called the empty chair. Mm -hmm. And the idea was this, is always to have sort of a, a sense toward praying for a lost person, praying for somebody to come to Christ and then get involved in your small group. They, you'd always have more room for one or your one who mm -hmm. eventually comes to Christ mm -hmm. and invite them in. And I do think there's a, there's a need for that in small groups today of a sense of openness, even though I recognize we may close for a time, mm -hmm. but there's a sense of openness and newness. Mm -hmm. And I, I think God brings some freshness in that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, those relationships are critical. So let's talk small group time for a second. What it, what should our small group time look like? Can we have fun? Can we be social? What is, <laughs> what is small group with Pastor Jeff look like? Yeah, absolutely you can. Um, 
you know, again, when we gather together, we would often do the study. I, I think what Laurie puts together that aligns with the sermons mm-hmm. is outstanding. So I think to read the portion of Scripture, give some thoughts, walk through the questions is a good thing. Mm-hmm. I'm just never a real regimented guy. Mm-hmm. So uh, I would hold loosely to that. I, I would in, have some enjoyment and some fun. I, I always think after time is just a good time to mm-hmm. socialize we often have food. I think that's a good thing to do. Um, so, so I think to keep it a little bit looser. And at points in times, you go, listen, we're going to throw out the lesson tonight because there's some things going on. And yeah. maybe a couple or somebody within our group, you know, we have some health crisis mm-hmm. in ours. So we're going to just hear from the wife, the husband. Hey, mm-hmm. what's going on? How are you doing? Can we all lay hands on and pray? Mm-hmm. Can we care? Can we listen? Yep. So I, I think keeping it a little mm-hmm. bit loose is always yeah. a good thing. I remember you just in the health things that you guys have walked through in your small group, you guys often get together and lay hands before someone goes to an appointment or carries on. Again, probably awkward, so they probably all want you to pray, but yep. nonetheless. My favorite story awesome. is the time we gathered together to pray when I was heading to Mayo the next day. And <laughs> no. I, 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 we still tell that story and we laugh together. And I think that's one of the things about a small group is to be able to poke fun of each other, to laugh yeah. together, to recognize there's the pastor and he's a yeah. part of our group and yeah. let's treat him normal. And yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, those are fun times. That's awesome. Very cool. Well, if you are not plugged into a small group and you want to be, uh, we would love to get you connected. You can find Laurie at the Next Steps area. Head over to that wall. We've got all sorts of cards there that you can look at um, and hopefully find your people and your community and get connected. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you are encouraged by today's talk, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcasts. To experience other talks, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at sunnybrookchurch.org or download the Sunnybrook Church app. And again, thanks for listening to the Sunnybrook Community Church Podcast.